I'm Billy Brimblecombe Jr. And, and we're, we're Screen on, on the spot. spot. And we're getting to know me through the movies. Wonderful. It's our best one yet. Nailed I it. We so. nailed it. Thanks for doing this. Welcome to Screen on the Spot. Thank you. I know you've been at our station probably a few times. Yes, many but times, but not in this room. Not in this. Yeah, that's true, actually. Not many people really come in here except yeah. for us. It so. was a storage closet until we took it over for our yes. vid video podcast. Vidcast? Vid yeah, we're vid workshopping. Yeah. Feels homey. And yeah, here. thanks. Uh, it's mostly Justin's stuff. It is a lot. Yeah. Most of the, like, all the posters are mine. That's good. Most of the books and trinkets are mine. <laughs> it did. Is this a signed yeah. Billy D. Williams? Yeah. It is. Uh, to you? To me specifically. Yeah. <laughs> when did you get that? Have you had uh, that like a long time? Yeah, like seven or eight years ago at Planet Comic Con here in Kansas City. Incredible. It was yeah. It was a it was a cool moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're friends now, obviously. <laughs> well, right. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh you do a lot of things. So we're gonna talk about a lot of things and ask a lot of questions you've probably heard before. Okay. So first of all, you are a born and raised Kansan. Yes. Overland yes. Park. Uh, yeah, Shawnee, Overland Park, Lenexa, okay. Johnson County. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's neat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Moved around, but yes, b born, born and raised, uh, Kansan. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, what schools did you go to? Neiman Elementary. Okay. Um, Antioch Middle School. Okay. Shawnee Mission North High School. I also went to Comanche Elementary for about a semester and that was a real, that was a rough scene. Um, <laughs> uh, open concept. What? How, how does that work? Yeah. I've never uh, even heard no, of that. No for walls, except in the bathrooms. Yeah, strange. So strange all the time. kids are just having class. Like it was weird. Uh, that is kind of weird. Just like a battleground. Yeah. I know. It really was. Some yeah. Lord didn't, of the Flies uh, stuff happening there. Turns out that concept concept didn't work too well. For me. Yeah. Anyway, but no, uh, <laughs> Shawnee Mission North High School, uh, University of Kansas. Man. Okay. Rock talk. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I don't have any like sports thing to be like. Oh, cool sports. Yeah. You know, uh, whatever sports. Are they Jayhawks? Yes. Okay. Yes. There you go. Oh, wow. I could, I'm, I'm glad you knew that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sad. It's Sorry. so sad. <laughs> um, basketball school. He's a movie Bas person yeah. and a nothing school. else yeah. person. That's Big about basketball it. school. Yeah. yeah. Movies. My kids. I can talk about my kids a lot. I can't talk to you about sports. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Same. Um, <laughs> uh, but you also run Steps of Faith. That's right. So I was wanted to ask how that came about. Yeah. Steps of Faith Foundation. We're a... Uh, 501c3 nonprofit uh, started in Nashville, Tennessee, based here in Kansas City now. Uh, how that came about? Um, so I have a robot leg. Fun fact: uh, Usually, when I've been here in this building, it is to talk about this. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the guy who owned the prosthetic place where I was a patient in Nashville um, in 2013. Very long story short, I was at a point where. I was a touring musician and we had a brand new baby and I didn't want to leave the house, let alone mm. leave the, you know, the city. Um, and, uh, they asked me to talk to a guy who had just lost his leg, who was getting fit with a new prosthetic leg one day. And I was, he was like, would you be into that? I was like, I would love that. I feel like that's part of why this happened to me. I wish that I could do that more, that kind of thing. So again, very, very long story short, I met the guy who owned the place and he was like, I've been trying to get this nonprofit off the ground for a few years. I've been busy running this for-profit business that you are a client of. Uh, what if you do it? And uh, so, yeah, tossed me the keys. And wow. about 10 years later, here we are. And how did you, your, it was from cancer, right? Is that how I lost my lady cancer in 2005, Ewing's sarcoma. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Is that a rare form of cancer? I ish. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like um, a, more commonly a childhood bone mm -hmm. cancer, but mine was in bone and soft tissue and I was not a child. I was 28. Wow. But mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so not like unbelievably unheard of, but sure. 
rare-ish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And did you do all your treatments here in Kansas City too? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was all I was living here at the time. That was 2005. And um, shout out to Dr. Howard Rosenthal, <laughs> uh, who saved my life, and Dr. Mark Myron. And um, yeah, that was all here. And then how did that lead into Thundergong? So yeah, l- lose the leg in 05, all that, and then get back on the road. Uh, I was a touring musician, uh, you know, drummer. Um, and then we moved to Nashville in 2009, my wife and I. Uh, and then Steps of Faith, the baby and Steps of Faith started in 2013, moved back to Kansas City, here to the heart of America, mm-hmm. um, in uh, 2016. And then I'd already been trying to get, so while we're talking dates, hope you're keeping up. Uh, 2006, there was a big fundraiser that happened here in, in town that a bunch of friends threw because I needed to raise a bunch of money for a prosthetic leg. And like, Give us a ballpark of what? A leg would cost. Mm-hmm. Well, ballpark would be five thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand. Wow! So, so what wow. did you have before you'd gotten what you currently have? I had a very very basic temporary hydraulic knee. Mm-hmm. So I lost my leg above the knee. So the the, the prosthetic part, the prosthesis, has a knee joint in mm-hmm. it as well, right? So that's just like harder to learn how to use and more money. Is it just it's not as comfortable too? Or. Uh, I wouldn't say that. It's just harder to learn how to use. Got it. You know, it's okay. the simplest way to yeah. describe yeah. it. It just takes more time. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we and then my insurance would only cover half of what I needed for the permanent prosthetic leg. It's mm-hmm. not the actual permanent one. It's just the permanent type. Mm-hmm. I'm actually about to get um, four legs later now or whatever. Um, uh so a bunch of friends, we did a, a, a comedy show and a concert, and these friends raised uh, a bunch of money for me. I played at the concert as well. One of those friends was Jason Sudeikis. So Steps of Faith starts 2013. Uh, basically from that year on, <laughs> I had been talking to him like, if we do an event like you guys did for me and we raise $30,000, that would be able to help because my leg is $60,000. Wow. So to mm. answer that question, uh, we'd be able to help like more than 30 people the way Steps of Faith works. Because we get, you know, we can help somebody for as low as $500. We can get a prosthetic leg on somebody. Uh, Everything medical is very expensive. We are able to um, purchase things at wholesale. And we have uh, the prosthetists, those are the doctors, the specialists, donate their time. So uh, a little bit of money goes a long way in getting somebody to walk again. So I had been talking to Jason about trying to do this event to answer the question about how Thundergong came about. And so it took a long time. uh, and And we started to even try to go down that road when I was living in Nashville. But basically getting back here, my my family and I, we uh, moved back here in August of 2016. And then um, we had, Jason and I had a very, started having a very serious conversation. I tried to have a very serious conversation <laughs> at the beginning of the year with him. Uh, as we were talking earlier, I had a very serious conversation yeah. with him about it in the spring when Steps of Faith was in the spot we were always in once or twice a year, which was about to run out of money. Um, and, um, he stepped in, he helped us out. And then it wasn't till that summer that he was like, we had already talked about this event. Um, and then, and what it would look like a music thing. He would host lots of drums, that kind of thing involving drummers who were also singers that, you know, friends and friends of friends. And he was friends with Foo Fighters 
And so, which is a band. Not a bad group to be friends with. Yeah. 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 I mean, they seem like a fun hang. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so basically the, I remember he called me one day. He was like, okay, I just got off the phone with Taylor Hawkins. He was about to go on stage in like Rio or something like that. Um, And he loved the idea. He said they're 75% in um, for this day that we'd looked at on the calendar where this is 2017, where they, they were, they had a, a day off and they were going to be coming through Kansas city is mm-hmm. how we had kind of looked at it, uh, which was a Sunday even anyway, very, very long story yeah. short. <laughs> Foo fighters were ended up not being able to do it, but we scheduled it around them anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, we got them. Eventually. But you've gotten some really cool people, cool bands and stuff. I know yeah. including mm-hmm. them in 2020. Yeah, Winona yeah. Judd's been there. Chance the rapper who I saw, who I love. Yep. And, yep. um, I know like Will Forte's come through yep. and, Fred Armisen. I mean, that's pretty incredible. And like, how does that make you feel to have all these people like step up and oh, it, give uh, their time for this? Wonderful. You know, I mean, and they're all friends, you know, I mean, that that's kind of the thing. There's not um, I mean, we did a little more kind of I wouldn't say cold calling, but it was like. Who do I know that knows Michael McDonald? They know those kinds of things or whatever. <laughs> Actual post I put on Facebook uh, last year. We never go to like, how do I get to this famous person because it's always somebody we know but it turns out i knew somebody who knew somebody mm-hmm. right um so yeah i mean i mean it feels great uh, it, it, steps of faith you know we get prosthetic limbs for folks that have no health insurance so they have no other way to walk or no other way to use all four of their limbs because they're stuck in the ridiculous system, system. that is our health mm-hmm. care yep uh misnomer um uh, system in this country so i think you know for the most part, once people learn about what it is that we do and how it works and that kind of thing, and especially if you see a story of somebody we've helped, you can't uh, then unknow that, you know? Um, so I think uh, all of those folks are down with the cause. You know, Cactus and Winona, I mean, Cactus lost his leg. He is a drummer, lost his left leg above the knee like me. Is that a motorcycle accident? Motorcycle accident. Yeah. And so he and I had met because of that, the mm-hmm. Four Steps of Faith even started. So they have a connection to it. Obviously, Jason and I have a connection because we're lifelong friends. And then, again, it's just friends of friends. So they're, they're down with the cause, of course. But it's like, oh, and it's a lot of fun. We right. get to go jump around and, mm-hmm. and do improv and sing silly songs. Exactly. And yeah. Rock yeah. out with cool people. And it, it yeah. continues to get bigger and bigger each year. Yeah. How much last year did you guys make from Thundergong? So so the last two years, 2020 and 21, were virtual shows. We actually pivoted very last minute last year to make it a virtual thing. You know, 21 was a, we mm. all know, it was a weird transitional mm-hmm. year, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you can't please, you couldn't please everybody when it came to how you handled doing anything in public. And so, um, but thankfully that's behind us. So yeah, to answer your question, last year was like $400,000 or something like that. So um, things look to be like we will hopefully easily beat that this year. Um, and that's the goal, you know what I mean? It's all... It's also like ridiculous pressure, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, I mean, that's a lot of money, you know, and mm-hmm. we're a tiny organization, but the more money that keeps coming in, the more we can grow and the more we can help more and more people. I mean, we had a goal to help 185 people this year and we've already helped 200. Wow. Um, you know, and we're a three person staff in a room that is a fraction of this size uh, with volunteers all over the country. But we also have, st- you know, applications of people wanting our help that come in every day. So the more money we raise, the more we can keep the lights on and keep the legs on and all of these kinds of mm-hmm. things. So yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you talked about uh, your relationship with Jason Sudeikis, lifelong friends. Did you guys meet in high school or at, as children, or how did that uh, high friendship school, form? High school, college. So, so yeah, we we met. I was eighteen. Uh, was uh, in the spring of my senior year of high school. He's a year older than me, and so he was at Fort Scott Community College. <laughs> and we were uh, coming into comedy sports, which was um, an improv comedy club here in Kansas City, later became Comedy City. Um, and yeah, we were coming in at the same time and ended up in the same workshop training class together. Um, so we just were kind of together every day and then we started doing shows and then we were together all the time and he didn't have a car. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I was off in his ride as I would be coming in from Lawrence. And so, yeah, just fast friends since we were teenagers. That's great. Yeah. Well, then what does it mean or how is it exciting is it for you to see a, a, somebody who's such a close friend become like as immensely popular as he is now? Yeah. I mean, it's the it's the dream. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you, you, you know, if you're normal. I think you love your friends and you want to see <laughs> your friends succeed and their dreams come true and that kind of thing. And so you're not rooting against him actively is what you're saying. I am not actively rooting against my friend. Hashtag don't success. believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't yeah. you. Yeah. Bizarro Billy uh, <laughs> hates everything. No. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, I love him. He's my brother. And, and sure. you know, so it, it's it's great. And I think that, you know, I mean, he's a guy that's been I mean, when he got on when he even got into it was hired as a writer on SNL. It was like, oh my gosh, sure. it's happening. Yeah. You know, and that was in 2003. And, and then when he got at, I remember he called me when he was asked to join the cast, which was like at the end of, I don't know, his second or third season. I've lost track um, as a writer. Um, and he was just added for like the last three shows, I think of that season in 2005. That happened to be when I had, was pretty newly in chemo and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. and there's a whole other crazy story um, about things that happened as that phone call was happening and my hair falling out and wild, mm -hmm. wild times. But I ended up going to, I was uh, able to be there for his first show oh, that's uh, awesome. uh, as a cast member, which was great, which was uh, for SNL nerds. Who was uh, the host? Uh, it was Will Ferrell. And oh, Queens cool. of the Stone Age. Wow, oh, wow. Cool. that's a good one. Yeah. So, and then Will came out. Farrell came out and you know reprised the the more cowbell role mm -hmm. of playing. <laughs> nice. So, that's a classic that's really cool. sketch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very cool. And now, so the this year's show is November twelfth. November twelfth, Uptown and, Theater. And are there uh, still tickets available? At this moment, there are still. Uh, not a lot, but yes. Okay. Um, so it might sell out by the time this airs, but you yeah. know, if you're we close. have we have more people that uh, we plan to announce as of uh, today, uh, at, le at least a few, uh, and so any one of those is worth way more mm -hmm. tickets sure. than we currently have available. Mm -hmm. So, so at least as of now, who do you have that you can say now? I mean, as of this moment that we have announced, Jason is hosting and performing. Uh, Brendan Hunt. Fred Armisen, Brendan Hunt, uh, who was with us at the first Thunder Gong as Elvis Prestello. <laughs> oh, well, that was uh, probably before Ted Lasso was airing, right? Was, so nobody yeah. really had any idea That's who I'm he saying. was. Yeah. Now he's Coach Beard, Ted Lasso. Yeah. We just announced Sam Richardson, who That's is incredible. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. Uh, who was with us in 2018. And, and not only is he a really just a joy to be around and a great actor and a funny guy, but he's like a professional grade singer. Um, oh. Yeah, like legitimately uh, incredible singer. I complain about that a lot when there's like a really good actor who can also sing and I'm just like, it's just not fair. Like you <laughs> should have much. one yeah. talent. Like it should all not those, be allowed. All those guys can sing and they're all musical, which is what makes the show work and so fun. But Sam is like, 
could yeah. be a professional singer. <laughs> um, this is, we have not announced this as of today, but uh, the bridge is, and we just don't have the graphic ready, but our friends Hembry from uh, nice. Kansas City oh. turned L.A. Um, incredible band. They're family friends. They're going to be on the show. I didn't even know they were from Kansas City, yeah. actually. That's really cool. Yeah. We should try to get them on sometime. Yeah. Yeah, from Lawrence. Actually. I like them. They're from Lawrence. But, um, uh, and there are three or four others that I can't say just yet. But you're excited about? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Has there been one? I mean, I know this is not obviously definitely not the point of the show, but has there been one that you've gotten over the years that you just feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this person is helping us out? Yeah. I mean, the Foo Fighters happening in 2020 felt like it would happen eventually since the whole thing was built around them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, but I think that year, Jason joke, you know, I asked if they would make this video cause it was all video people sending mm-hmm. in virtual videos and that kind of thing. Um, he was like, we would have accepted security camera footage. They like, <laughs> they, they like produ- made a produced music it. Video yeah. For the song he requested appropriately enough. The song is walk. Um, oh, and yeah. so that's, that's probably like the most meaningful. Mm-hmm. I mean, when that video came in, you know, I'm always really emotional that week just for a lot of reasons, you know, um, some of it is not eating or sleeping properly yeah. for mm-hmm. a month. Um, <laughs> but, um, I remember he and I were sitting in the dressing room eating lunch and then the video came in and we had this big monitor in the dressing room because we were doing all these, this zoom press and all this junk that thankfully we don't have to do anymore that way. And, um, so we were eating and had the video came up and we're just like bawling Mm -hmm. watching this. There's photos of this that our buddy Jason Dominguez took. And I remember he was like, what if I post these? Oh man, I don't know about that. But, he did. And uh, we said yes. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, that that's that was like the heaviest moment. Sure. You know? mm-hmm. And just the song and the, mm-hmm. the lyrical content and the whole thing. And sure. so sweet of Jason to think that. And I was like, I never would have thought of that. He was like, that's oh, weird that you didn't think that that would be the song. I, would <laughs> yeah. I, like, oh, I guess I just, you know, they got a lot of songs. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, and then I will also say then, then also the Michael McDonald and, uh, you know, tied for second, if you will, is last year having Michael McDonald and Sammy Hagar. You know, it's like these two kind of classic, sure. incredible heroes to me and many. Um, and that was really, really great. You know, I didn't talk to either of those guys directly, but I was in <laughs> touch with, you know, management and right hand men and had really meaningful conversations. And it was really great. And we had to go back and have them change things. And they did. And, mm-hmm. You know, it was really great. I mean, the Michael McDonald thing came in. You know, it was kind of this fun, like the community was behind us because I put it on Facebook. I just thought that would be fun. And I was like, it's just maybe a faster way to shake the bushes. And like, I know I know someone that knows him. And then and it was actually me posting about that privately. I was sent a message from a friend. He was like, you know, your buddies with Luke and Luke's friends with his bass player and blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. So that all came about. So um, that's, that's how it happened. But I'd asked him to do it. It was going to be in person. He couldn't do it. Then we shifted a few months later to make it a virtual thing reached out again and the manager was like tell me exactly what you want me to ask him and i was like okay and i did and that was it and then like the week before or something like that totally had forgotten about this Mm -hmm. i'm about to leave my office and then ding i get this email and it's the manager he was like hey sorry for the delay we're super excited about this yes and here's the video wow that's uh, that he just made for you guys and it was like oh my gosh and i put it on and um uh, he started, so he started singing. I just immediately started crying. Yeah. It was yeah. like that guy's voice and that he did this for us. And so, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I guess we can talk about movies now. Let's do so it. sharp turn. Yes. Less serious. <laughs> yes. We can talk about movies. Love it. Okay, cool. You said you were really excited about this. You said it was right up your alley. Yes. So that's Pop awesome. culture nerd. Love music and movies and all of it, man. Okay, cool. Um, well, let's start with what is your most memorable movie-going experience? I should have prepared uh, <laughs> for this. Better. No pressure. Most yeah. memorable movie-going experience. You know, there's so many movies I saw when I was a kid that was just so exhilarating, mm-hmm. you know? I remember having the same feeling seeing uh, the second Karate Kid movie okay. in the theater and seeing... Um, which in retrospect, I probably shouldn't have seen in the theater, uh, maybe uh, Weird Science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love that movie. Um, such a great movie. I love Weird Science. But, but probably Top Gun, I mean, it, you know, which is kind of yeah. back on the tips of people's tongues, you know, but I mean, those guys hit the nail on the head mm-hmm. with like, the movie they just made was for me. You yeah. know what mm-hmm. I mean? And for that whole generation that was, you know, I've probably seen that movie more than any other movie. Um and so, and I saw it in the theater, like a lot, like, I don't even know how many times, you know what I mean? Like saw it in the theater and then saw it when it was at the dollar theater, the Glenwood uh, theater, that's now a, a church, the dollar, you know, the dollar uh-huh. theater. So, um, yeah, I saw a lot of movies when I was a kid, but th- th- those are, yeah. Okay. Good answer. I like Karate Kid too. And I, cause I, I'm a huge Karate Kid fan and then also Cobra Kai on now. Yeah. It was like just the best show That's all you ever, guys talk so. about. I know. So Justin and I just go on and on it's about so good. How, what a great and, show and it is. It totally does the same thing where it's like there's this whole generation of people yeah. that were kids that yes. were like so taken by this. Mm-hmm. You know. So they all kind of hit that nostalgia. They just do the nostalgia in such a corny way but it works so great that it just yeah. brings mm-hmm. all of the wonderful things about what the right. movie was into the, the TV show. What's a movie you saw way too young? I mean, maybe weird science. <laughs> yeah, it's um, weird science. I definitely uh, Chet. I, <laughs> yeah, isn't his name Chet. So good, man. <laughs> Bill Paxton. God, right, man. Probably. I mean, I remember watching uh, my buddy. Shout out Steve Chanel. Um, when we were kids, he was a big horror fan, mm-hmm. and I wasn't. But I mean, I you know watched horror movies with him like way too young like I had HBO when I was a kid yeah. and my parents were great parents but it's like um <laughs> those kinds of things but I think probably the thing really was I remember in middle school so seventh or eighth grade going to the theater at Oak Park Mall which of mm-hmm. course isn't there anymore uh me and my best friend Tim Crow and my dad and stepmom took us to see um New Jack City Mm-hmm. We, you know, because you, we shouldn't have seen that movie <laughs> as you know, children, um, preteens. Yeah, yeah. It's, I've told it's okay, stories. Dad. It's it worked yeah. out. I've told this story before. My dad, I remember, picked us up early from school just to go see *Lethal Weapon* four. Yeah, and uh, that was like ninety eight or ninety nine. And so uh-huh. I was nine. Yeah. I shouldn't have been seeing *Lethal sure. Weapon* four in theaters, but sure. What was the first seen? movie that you saw in theaters? I think. I'm not exactly sure. The first movie I remember seeing in a theater was E.T. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Good one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. And I was, uh, I also remember this. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> you know, E.T. In case you haven't, yeah. in case you haven't, you haven't seen, seen E.T. E.T. E. E. goes back to space yeah. um, <laughs> at the end. And that was unbelievably sad. Like I was like screaming, crying, oh, sobbing, had to be taken you? out of the theater. Oh. Well, I don't, we'd have to do the math on what year that movie came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, I'm. 45 now so i mean i was little you know 
but yeah. That I was scared of E.T. when I was a kid. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. My wife is terrifying. still scared of E.T. Oh, really? And I'm like, he's the cutest thing ever. And she's like, yeah. no, he's scary. He was all like, crusty and white in yeah. that scene and just yeah, yeah, like yeah. dying. And it was I love, though, sad. how they make in that movie, like the scientists, the bad guys with yeah. the music and everything, too. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. how can you root against E.T.? Yeah. He's so <laughs> right. cute. Right. Yeah. Right. He was scary. He's oh. just trying to phone yeah. home. Um, well, I guess on the same note as this age, I guess, what? who was your first celebrity crush? First celebrity crush. I think my first celebrity crush was probably Madonna. And this is like OG Madonna, you know. Lucky star Madonna. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that first Madonna record is, so, the first few Madonna records were really oh, sure. good. Um, uh, really good records. But no, I, I, <laughs> I had like a, I remember I, this is embarrassing. I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but I had like, a, but I'm going to tell y'all now. Vulnerability time. Okay. But no, I had, news. Yeah. I remember like, I had like, I would cut out like pictures of her and this wasn't like a, you know, your dream board and you're into, I didn't want to be her. I wanted to be married to her. Yeah, of know. course. Um, I wanted her to be my wife and I was like a little boy, but I was just <laughs> like, a, oh man, I just was. Have you ever know. seen Hey Arnold before? No, what's that? Oh, okay, it's a cartoon. I was just thinking he with the bubble gum or the gum and in the closet. Oh, oh, Helga, a yeah. Of his she has a Madonna. Yeah, no, no she has a shrine of, of yeah. Arnold. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fine. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Yeah. That was just for me and Chris. I know. Like, what it's are like, you talking? You're about? a little older than us. Yeah. Just, a, yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite needle drop in a movie? Needle drop in a movie. Oh, man, there's a bunch of those, right? Uh, first thing that comes to mind is, um, what is it? Uh, Usual Suspects? Mm -hmm. Kaiser Sose? The end? You can't really talk about that actor that plays that character. Yeah. Well, or the director. It's a hard movie to rewatch. Yeah. Well, who's, who directed that? Uh, Brian Singer. Oh, right. Yeah, I know. That's a tough yeah. one. Gosh. It's a great movie, though. Great yeah. movie. Great movie. Bad people. Here's the deal. He he used to be one of my favorite actors too. We, uh, I was like, can't he, can't. he can both be a great actor yeah. and yeah. Right. have. He's in my Kanye bucket now too. His and, personal life. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so that aside, that's the first thing that came to mind. I mean, that's it's an incredible movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. What's your favorite movie soundtrack? Favorite movie soundtrack. Uh, I mean, that I had both of these on cassette, so they these. There's probably better. There is better movie soundtrack, <laughs> but the two that come to mind, it all goes back to those kind of formative early memories. I would say is a tie between Footloose and uh, answer, the yeah. Top Gun soundtrack. Yeah. yeah, also a good answer. I yeah. like the Top Gun soundtrack more than I like the movie, but I love Footloose and yeah. the soundtrack on that one also rules. Yeah, so good, so good. Highway to the Danger Zone. Yeah, come Classic. on, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, playing with the boys. Yeah, after chasing sunsets, <laughs> one of life's simple joys. Playing with the boys. Have you guys incorporated that into a thunder gong yet? Somehow that song. No, that's a real I, good idea. I feel like you need to do Gosh, that. It's not too late. <laughs> it's not too late. Um, don't let me forget. Like that. right before yeah. an improv set or something. Don't let me forget Because it's like playing with the boys. You're playing. You're I don't want to get out my phone and yeah. put okay, it on okay, the no, note. I have a thunder gong note of ideas. I got to. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what is the, your favorite movie with some sort of tie to Kansas City? Whether it's uh, set here, filmed here, there's an actor, or filmmaker involved. Um, movie with a tie to Kansas City. There's got to be a better answer than this, but the the thing that I, I love the movie Casino. Okay, mm -hmm. and you know, mobster movie. Uh, Scorsese, yeah, great. Mm -hmm. Scorsese, De Niro. There's a, a one of the plot lines is a you know a casino with it has a tie to a, a 
uh, mob activity in Kansas City, oh. which mm-hmm. it's a fictional movie, but that that is a true historical piece right. that they incorporated mm-hmm. in. Um, and so if you're a Kansas City nerd, uh, the area formerly known as the River Key, the River Market, um, was a like entertainment family and nightlife district. I think this is, I'm going to screw up the timeline, late, I think early 80s, mm-hmm. late 70s, early 80s. But it was like a lot of mob-owned thing. And then um, people stopped going there when these mob families started blowing up each other's buildings. <laughs> this is actual Kansas City history. So, but anyway, I love that. I love the movie Casino, and I love that there's that um, j- just slight plot line sure. connected. I to always it. think of, because I love Casino, and yeah. I always, I think it's the scene, right, where they like, do they get off a plane and then they go like under... Like grounded in a restaurant or something in a basement, and they're all like meeting for mob yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I always think of like there's old school Italian restaurants in Kansas City that I will go by. I'm like, I wonder if they have a basement, and I wonder <laughs> if that's where they had meetings. Probably like back in the day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. We learned on this podcast, like, well, not I don't think any of us knew that in Top Gun, which you just mentioned, is one of your favorite movies. There's a Kansas City poster on the wall. Yeah, somebody, well, actually, somebody even yeah. after the fact watched that episode and they were like, I can't believe you guys didn't know this. It's famous. It's the Kansas City Bar and all this stuff. And I was like, I have no idea. Sorry. But there's a poster. At, yeah. You'll have to wow. rewatch it and look for it. Okay. Explain more about that. Um, I don't That's all you know? Like, I just remember yeah. they said. In the bar. In the bar, there's a poster of Kansas City. And it City. says, yeah, Kansas City. And it's behind Tom Cruise. I think it's one of his sad I'm at the bar moments. But okay. behind him yeah. is a, po- a poster okay. that says Kansas City. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna find that. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, you could have said Jason Sudeikis, since he is a Kansas City. What's yeah. your favorite Jason Sudeikis movie? Uh, is it also weird to watch your friend? In movies? Oh no, it's it's great. It's exciting. What is my favorite Jason Sudeikis movie? Uh, you know, I love them all. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think a movie that he did that maybe not as many people saw as say horrible bosses or where the millers would be um kodachrome oh yeah, which, yeah elizabeth olsen and uh-huh i think that he is fantastic in it and i think that it is a really excellent movie yeah so i would that's a plug people should watch kodachrome i think it's on netflix or something cool so. that's a good answer well, what's your least favorite jason Sudeikis? oh no. boy i'm just kidding we don't have <laughs> to give him yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite sports movie i mean yes and no i'm not a big sports guy but, you know, the beauty of sports is that unscripted drama, blah, 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 blah. So if you make a scripted drama about sports, uh, man, I don't know. I love Moneyball, I love Rudy, mm-hmm. you know. I was supposed to do a podcast interview, I'm just now remembering, with Rudy. With oh, Sean no. Astin? Or with <laughs> the no, real Rudy? The real Rudy. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I was more excited for Sean. Ru- yeah. Rudy Rodengardner? Yeah, yeah Rudy last year. I don't think those guys ever got back to me. Oh. Hey. Well, maybe it's uh, not your favorite sports movie now. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. That's good. Moneyball's great. I just saw it. Re- well, it's like a, one of my pandemic movies where I didn't see it when it was released, yeah. but I've seen it in the last couple of years, and it's. I remember one. really I liking movie. it, and I need to rewatch that. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, like it I love that. Yeah, it's yeah. a good movie. Didn't Jonah Hill get yes. nominated for? Or he did win an Oscar. For I don't that. think he, he didn't win. He was nominated. Nominated. Yeah. Brad that was Pitt. like that was like yeah. the the surge of Jonah Hill like doing mm-hmm. yeah. um, serious, serious things yeah, and right. getting accolades for his acting. Yes, which I think right is cool. So. What movies do you find yourself quoting the most? I mean, definitely Raising Arizona. I think is the most <laughs> quotable movie of all time. To me, it's. Yeah. I mean, I've not quoted a movie more than that. Yeah, uh-huh. you know. What are the lines that you would say in like everyday life from that? 
I am not in a season of quoting the movie as much as I used to, <laughs> but I will say, uh, I'm going to screw it up. But when there was no crawdad to be found, you know, we ate sand. <laughs> you ate sand. You know, that was a big yeah. one. And I mean, there's so many. You know, sure. Yeah. You, only if you think round is funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll be taking these huggies and uh, yeah. any cash you have in the register. That was what I was going to mention. Anytime since I've had kids, anytime I go buy diapers, oh, that dude. comes up. I used brain. to say that all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't actually say that as you're buying them. Well, no, but it's like, but I think of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's one of those movies that there's like different seasons and times of life where there's something, you know. Yeah, quotable. absolutely. Hit the deck, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, what's a movie that? So I don't. I don't. I've decided in recent years that I don't really believe in guilty pleasures. Yeah. Like I don't feel bad about what movies I like. As right. Far as far. Right. But what's so? What's a movie that you have to defend? no matter how bad people say it is. Oh, man. I don't know if I'm prepared to answer that one. Uh, oh, I guess I would say I'm a pretty... I defend all the Star Wars movies. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, even even the prequels. You know? Okay. Um, so it's probably those. You definitely have to defend the prequels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of have... Yeah. yeah. You can... You can people get, people get uh, riled up. They do. Yeah. The second and third one in particular. I still enjoy them, so I totally know what you're saying, but... Yeah. The first I, one's kind of a stinker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second and definitely the third one start to feel like good Star Wars movies. Like, I think it was just Jar Jar. If they just taken yeah. Jar Jar out, everything would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, There's a whole, like, Reddit thread or something my stepbrother hit me out to a few years ago. Or somebody did. I don't remember. But it was this whole thing before the last trilogy was released. It was this whole thing pleading the case and showing evidence that the original plan was that Jar Jar was actually a in disguise Sith Lord. (laughs) You should look this up because it's a thing. And it actually is like, oh, they've actually made a pretty valid. But but, but he he was received so poorly, the character, that they ditched the idea. I mean, can you imagine if he just like all of a sudden in the second or third? Yeah. 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 You should look this up. Any Star Wars nerd should look this up because it's actually like, you kind of buy it. Like yes, they yeah. they laid the case very well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad they did not do that because yeah. I. Yeah. That would have been kind of cool though. I don't know. There, there's still time. <laughs> You're right. Like, would his ears have like been able to hold lightsabers and just like? I think That's the next the specific. next series needs to be Jar Jar. Yep. Honestly, the next series of Disney Plus. Is there a movie on the flip side that you that you get a lot of grief for for not seeing that everyone says that you need to see? Yeah, I mean they're they're usually like horror movies and things like that or whatever. It's like, eh, you know. So, yeah. Like The Exorcist, have you seen? Oh, I've the seen Ex- The Exorcist. Okay. Yeah, and and you know, I mean they're very disturbing movie. <laughs> I will also say that since I had kids, seeing things that are like disturbing, even if they're really good, mm-hmm. you know, like critically acclaimed and actually a good movie or whatever. I just my tolerance is like so low for that. We, yeah. we were just talking about this with certain movies since I've had kids, especially if there's like kids, if there are kids in danger, especially I just can't. I, I can't, can't really deal with it. it. What's I, the one I just saw that I hated? Uh, I already forgot what oh, it was called. Don't don't uh, don't speak, so, speak, speak no evil. Speak no evil. Yeah. Terrible. No way. Just avoid it. Yeah, I'm not, the title alone is like. <laughs> yeah. I I started watching. Um, Lots of controversy around it, but I started watching. I was traveling for work and Netflixing in my hotel. I started watching the the movie Blonde. Oh, the no, thank Ro- you. Yeah. I mean, the first several minutes yeah. is just like child abuse. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I was right. like, and then I was talking to my buddy uh, Eric Moline, who no longer lives around here. Uh, he's a California guy now, but he was 
former current film critic and uh, about it. And he was like, it's really good, but it's brutal. And I was like, I said the same thing since I had kids. It's like, just not he, enjoyable. Yeah. Well, then he was like, then don't watch it yeah. because mm-hmm. it's unrelenting disturbing. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, no, thanks. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I can watch. Yeah. Yeah, I had to I had to split it up because I was like it's it was pretty rough. So I had to do like an hour the and then I take a break. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. that movie. I had to yeah. take I had to watch it in chunks. Yeah. But it's rough. Justin yeah. and I talked about it and he's like, You're not gonna like it. And I'm like, because it's just torturing yeah. people. Yeah. Like, why do I want to watch that? Well, you know what's crazy is like th- th- this is this is getting pretty heavy. Okay. Uh but like that that movie Precious, mm-hmm. you know, critically acclaimed and all that kind of thing, you know, seen as a masterpiece and whatnot. It, it was. But the things that happen in that movie are so disturbing that it, I will say it's almost a thing and it's maybe the only movie I can say this about that I regret watching mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's just stuck with me. The The most disturbing parts have stuck with me to the point that I wish they would go away. Yeah. 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 You know, even though like the performances are amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey is incredible in that movie. Yeah. All of those things. She, her parts aren't disturbing, but you, you know what I mean? There so. are those movies though, because I, that are critically acclaimed that are masterpieces that you feel like you need to see. And then like 12 years a slave for me was one of those where it's like, I'm, I'm glad I saw it for the moment, but I don't think I can ever watch it again because it was too hard to watch. Yeah. I like, I, that's the thing with that movie, but I mean, it's like the Godfather has things that are disturbing, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but that, I'll watch it every time it's on. You know what I mean? Like all three of those movies. Uh-huh. Even the third one. So, yeah. What movie makes you cry every time you watch it? Top Gun. No. Um, <laughs> it's the volleyball scene. Yeah. Val Kilmer without a shirt. Just right. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Waterworks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what movie makes me cry every time I see it? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Lion I should have, no, I should have prepared kidding. for that more. Um, if you say Frozen, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I cried at the end of Frozen and they give me grief. For yeah. It. I mean, there's got to be, uh, there, there's an answer there that I'm just not thinking of where it's like every time it gets me. Um, you know, I, I mean, you joke about Frozen. We love going to see movies in the theater and thank God you can, we're just more and more of that lately. And most movies that we go to with our kids, you know, some animated movie, most of the time I cry at some point. <laughs> most of the time. Um, even the what did we Lyle the crocodile? We oh, just saw yeah. that. How was that? Totally great. Loved it. Totally cried. <laughs> totally cried. Yeah. So that doesn't really answer your question. I saw yeah. a, a scene uh, of the crocodile dancing with um, Constance uh, Javier Bardem. Oh, Javier Bardem. Yeah. And I'm like, it actually seemed kind of fun. Yeah, it it's great. Cute movie. I don't know. I saw the trailer and thought it was a fake trailer. I was like, this isn't real, <laughs> dude. But I didn't know it was based on a book yeah. either. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know. Based on a book, it's really great and. Uh, he can sing, but he can't talk. But he understands English. But he can communicate. Um, oh. I loved it. Okay. I think I loved it more than anyone in my family. Yeah. <laughs> you at least had an emotional. How old response. are your kids? Nine and seven. Okay. okay. Yeah. So they are at the point where they know what's going on. They could understand. Oh yeah. It, but yeah. Yeah. We're probably looking at each other. Why you start crying? Yeah. yeah. Every well, time. Yeah. Every movie. It's emotional. Well, let's talk about some other movies that are uh, like some. Maybe they're your favorites, or maybe they're just important to you in some way. So you gave us three, but what's yeah. your first one? Raising Arizona is my favorite movie ever. You know, it's, it's great. Just, it's great. very funny. I saw it in the theater um, again. Well, maybe should I have seen that? Is that rated R? I don't even know. But I remember <laughs> I was with my dad uh, and stepmom again. Um, different stepmom. 
We don't need to get into that. <laughs> yeah. um, this is one before the one that took me to New Jack City. Uh, but no, the common theme is they took you to movies, so yeah. movies. very good. Yeah. Thank you, Dad. Um, and I remember I saw that in the in the movie theater that was in Crown Center, oh, yeah. um, which is where the MTH. It's so sad that every place you've named, it's like no longer has mm -hmm. movie yeah. theaters. I know. <laughs> I remember the one at Oak Park Mall that you said. Plaza. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Park, well, then there was Oak Park Plaza. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which is where Target is yes. essentially. Yeah. And uh, I miss I miss movie theater malls. I know. Well, it's, I think because uh, I live near the Oak Park Mall currently, and I think it was when we had uh, David Desmalchin on. He mentioned the theater at the Oak Park Mall, and I was just like, "Why isn't there what there one now? I could walk yeah, there. I know. Yeah. That'd be amazing." Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't. Especially, it's not like that went out in 2020. Mm -hmm. yeah. That went yeah. out a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, like, what, malls have been dead for a while. What, let's yeah. be honest. What in the world? No, raising Arizona is, is I mean, my favorite. You know, it's if so I had good. to pick one, and and it just you know, again, I remember seeing it in the theater, and I remember that whole night, and you know, I've quoted it for years and years. And, and you rewatch it probably all the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is that another one that's on TV? And it's like, oh, I guess I'm watching this now. Yeah. 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 And I own it on DVD. And I remember when my wife and I started dating in 2005, I was like, we have to watch this. <laughs> yeah. It was like a litmus test. And she was into it. Not as much as me, but she, you know. Do you yeah. still pop DVDs in from time to time or are you totally streaming? I now? haven't in a while. Yeah. Um, which is both sad and fine. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. You don't need to if it's on streaming, to. but. Yeah. And uh, that movie's really good, and that's why we allowed you to actually come on. This because Raising Arizona was your choice. <laughs> I <laughs> haven't seen it. Yeah, you've never seen it. No. Oh my I know. god, I'm going to Coen no. Brothers. I love the Coen Brothers. Yeah. Wonderful, great cast. Nicholas Nick Cage, Cage right? Nick yeah, Cage. I love John, Nick Cage. John Goodman. In that I know. Movie. I hear great oh, things about it. Get out. Not seen it yet. Get Man, out. it's sad. Well, you're shame on me. You brought up I a shouldn't have said that out loud. I think that we need to submit these questions beforehand, like we did. Yeah, if you say the wrong answer, then we say, "We're we're booked." Never mind. Sorry. Second thought. That's why I asked those in advance. It's not so I can watch them. It's just so, you know. Um, to see if you're worthy. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. What's your second one? That's got to be Empire Strikes Back. You know, I've already mentioned my Star Wars nerddom. But I also think that's just a really good movie. Yeah. It is a good Absolutely. movie. You know, I mean, I, I I know I'm not alone in that thought. But, um, but uh, was it Lawrence Kasdan wrote that mm -hmm. uh, screenplay? Right. And so I, yeah, I just love that movie. And it's this cool, like, you know, middle movie in that trilogy. And, you know, again, I was born in 77. So I, I feel like I was kind of born into star Wars mm -hmm. love and yeah, it's just so good. Man. Plus it's a, you know, I mean, it's, it is one of the like all time famous movie twists and yeah. to have been able to see it in that time without the internet, I just mm -hmm. kind of miss that time. Cause there's a lot of those movies or TV shows now where it's like, if you don't watch it immediately, and you're not careful on Twitter or whatever. Spoilers. It's just ruined. Yeah. yeah. What's what's next? In the faves? See, I've been thinking about this a lot. It's like a tie between a lot of things. I mean, sure. all the movies I keep talking about, all of those movies as a kid, Ghostbusters, uh, it's huge. All, all of those, you know, Beverly Hills Cop, Stripes, all of these kind of, you know, SNL alum uh, 80s movies. But, but also, um, I guess I've got this like, uh, you know, mob organized crime kind of thing. Like I love the movie Heat. I love mm -hmm. Michael Mann. Heat's Band. classic. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, lo I loved Miami Vice, which is another. I mean, that was on TV, but it was at nine o'clock. <laughs> I watched when I was a kid. Um, but I mean, Heat. I remember seeing that in the theater, and I, um, that's that movie's been on my mind a lot lately mm -hmm. because I guess Michael Mann wrote a novel. Yeah, like yeah. it's like a prequel and sequel in some way. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm really. I think that's really interesting. You know. Tarantino did that with Once a time, Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I, I really want to, I loved that movie. 
so much and I, I so I really want to read that book. My husband read it. He said it was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he liked it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Tarantino. And the, I'm talking about Disturbing. Like those yeah. movies oh, absolutely. Yeah. are so crazy violent, yeah. but yeah. I love them. Um, and I mean, you can't, it's the camp that that makes it less yes. revolting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can't. I mean, the end of that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that maybe that's. I, we can I, give away the end. I wanted more of it. I wanted more of it. Is the most bad a Brad Pitt mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. ever? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And kind of the rewriting history that the justice piece really yeah. hits me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but no, I would say you know it's a tie between a bunch of things. All these you know '80s comedies and um, that were really. Uh, influential but then uh, you know also then heat was 95 there was a lot of a lot of things that happened in 1995 and movies that came out and records that came out and that kind of thing it was the year i graduated from high schools the year i met jason and all these you know big big moments in life uh so so yeah that that movie came out that year and i remember seeing it in the theater and yeah. it's just like this is incredible i love all those actors it's another another one I was very late to and watched maybe last year. Yeah. But it's but it but I have also rewatched it since then because I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Um And Pacino is just like classic Pacino. He's like so unhinged in that movie. So good. But man. he's so great. I always he's so great. Uh, yeah. Or even um, Tom Sizemore, who's you know, he's great. At the action is the juice. Yeah, man. It's, it's also very quotable too. It's very quotable, and that. The shootout with the bank, thing, yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my god, you know, yeah. which is kind of in the middle of the movie, really. Uh, I mean, is the most like that's the you know, it's like this isn't awesome, you guys. You know, the beauty of the movies, it's it's the thing you remember when you were a kid for whatever reason, how it made you feel or whatever. But like those, when you're like, oh my gosh, and you and the crazy scene or series of scenes or the movie itself or whatever ends and then you feel your body relax yeah. mm-hmm. and then you realize that you have been physically mm-hmm. tense yeah yeah or like sweating even yeah totally i mean that's incredible like that's the magic of the movie yeah mm-hmm. uh baby driver made me feel that way. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. You know? i was and gonna I mean, say just drive made me feel that. Yeah. Way. oh my yeah. gosh yeah, yeah. oh Absolutely. my gosh i yeah. loved and those are two movies where also they have incredible soundtracks and mm-hmm. scores. Yes. Yes. That's true. Oh, yes. Drive so, is one of my favorites. So, I, I mean, gosh, that music is so great. I but, like any of those, like, lean forward. It's like you, you realize, yeah. like, mm-hmm. okay, I've been leaning forward yeah. for, yeah. like, yeah. the past 20 minutes. I need well, to just relax. Totally. It, there's, there's, that's great. And, and the, the great thing about Baby Driver is it's orchestrated like a musical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are moments where the music is completely, you know, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bam, <laughs> bam, 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 yeah, yeah, bam. Yeah, You know, the hocus super pocus, intentional. focus, that yes. song. You know, in the shootout with John Hamm. It's just like, oh, my gosh do you appreciate do you feel like you appreciate those movies that you know really play into the music a little bit more because you're a musician big time yeah and on that thread i would say two movies in particular well three i mean baby driver being one of them but where they ended and i got emotional during the credits because i'm like this is just a masterpiece straight Mm -hmm. up la la land Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah uh, and birdman Mm-hmm. Those were the yeah, two that I was thinking really, of when yeah. we were talking about that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Birdman does that. And I love all of them. Yeah. And, and it, they just ended. And I'm just like, you know, thank God for this piece of art, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to be overdramatic, but but it just it's so entertaining. And it's like also. You know, knowing kind of what it takes to, you know, I've done a little bit of acting, I've done film sets and things like that. Not about that, but more but more like um, relating to what it takes to put together like a concert or or most importantly, a musical, mm-hmm. like a theatrical musical performance. You know, it's the only thing a movie and a musical are the are kind of, you know, brothers, siblings. 
and that it's like such a collaboration that requires so many different departments. And so you know, like it doesn't work without teamwork. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's a big emotional piece for me too. Right. And so just knowing like, even kind of what had to go into making this thing happen. And, and, and also I will say same thing um, and felt extra emotional about this uh, because my friend made it, but the, the most recent Cinderella movie oh. um, yeah. uh, with Kay Camille, Cannon with, yes, mm -hmm. Kay, Kay is a, a dear friend uh, for, you know, since a very, 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 very long time and is on steps face board of directors. Mm -hmm. You know, knowing, having talked to her about the process and, you know, song ideas she had and um, and how to incorporate, you know, as they would say, like the jukebox musical. There are original songs in that, but like um, in a movie form, one of the first times I remember seeing this anyway was like Moulin Rouge, where it's like, we're going to take this Elton yeah. John song mm -hmm. right. and, and repurpose it. Put it in a place it. where it doesn't yeah, maybe yeah. belong. Exactly. Yeah. Where yeah. typically you write a, in a musical, you write a song that helps say what you're trying to say through right. a song to move mm -hmm. the story along, right? And so um, Kay did a lot of that in Cinderella. And I just felt like this is such a feat. And so that's how I sing that movie and and the ones we just mentioned. That's how I felt at the end of it, which is like, gosh, like way to go, you know? <laughs> um, I just love that. That's yeah. awesome. Well, what a great way to end the episode. So Billy, okay. thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Everybody. Look out for Thundergong. If there's tickets available, get tickets. Thundergong.org, StepsOfFaithFoundation.org. Whether you're in town and if Thundergong's sold out or you can go or can't go or whatever the case may be, ultimately it's helping get people walking again through Steps of Faith. And um, Thundergong's one night, but Steps of Faith's helping people every day all year. So thank you. Thank, thank you so thank much. You. This was so fun. Yay. Yes. <laughs>